In these winter months, consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Back from skiing, had an awesome time, and uh, skiing was fun. Uh, I love it up there in North Carolina and Tennessee. You folks that live up there, a very, very nice area to live in, and friendly as heck, too. Love the people up there. Uh, On this episode, a review of Carnival Victory. Sherry Kennedy standing by with Cruise News. Before we get to Sherry, some breaking news just happened like seconds ago. Carnival Cruise Line just announced that they are ordering a third Vista-class ship. So what does that mean? They have Carnival Vista right now, which was launched this past May. They have Carnival Horizon due out in March of 2018, and now they have a new Vista-class ship that's coming online in late 2019. With the new ship comes a loss. Carnival Splendor will be leaving Carnival Cruise Line and going to Pino Cruises Australia once the new Carnival Vista is delivered in late 2019. And here with more cruise news is Sherry Kennedy. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Doug. Good to talk to you again, Sherry. Carnival Cruise Line has a new dining policy. Uh, What are your thoughts? And tell us about it. They do. Well, it's kind of interesting. You know, it probably makes sense when you think about it. This is going to take place aboard the Carnival uh, Glory and the Carnival Conquest as we speak. They're trying to get rid of the fact that people just sort of lollygag into the dining room if they have fixed seating. You know, they'll sashay in 20, 30 minutes after dining time. And you know what kind of chaos that causes for the wait staff because people are filling in and leaving, and it's awful. So the new policy will have them being turned away if they are there more than 30 minutes past their assigned seating time. And they'll be told, well, you can go to the Lido buffet. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it really makes sense because, like I said, it just creates a lot of chaos at the table for everybody. I love how Carnival put it, though. They said, if you show up late, you have a chance to enjoy dining on Lido Deck, a.k.a. you can't eat in the main dining room. Now leave. Can you imagine Joe and Schmo coming in there, you know, thinking, OK, well, we can just go to our table and eat dinner. And then, uh, no, sorry, you can't. You have to go to the Lido. Um, and I think in their little in their notice that we received, they are anticipating some flack, I think, from some guests that feel like they can come in late. But, um, you know, as long as they stick to their guns, it kind of reminds me when they initiated the um, deck chair policy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you more than 30 minutes and how people were all they were screaming mad when their stuff was moved or put into, you know, <laughs> quarantine. So I think it'll 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 take time. But it's a great idea. Well, now, and for the people who want to do that, they just need to book anytime dining and you could go in when you Absolutely. roll in when you want to. Don't, don't come rolling in at 630 for a six o'clock mealtime. I know. It doesn't make sense. And they're also going to cut the the expansive time down from two hours and 15 minutes between seatings to a flat two hours. Hmm. So I'm anticipating that they figure that without people coming in late and dawdling at the table at the end of first seating, that they'll be able to make it shorter. When I was a kid, I remember eating in the main dining room, like on Carnival Fantasy at Port Canaveral. And they would shut a curtain and you wouldn't come through that curtain because that means that dining time is closed off to you. And you really felt like an idiot, you know, trying to find the part in the curtain to, to walk in late. And, and you weren't, uh, you know, you didn't receive a warm welcome. So 
you know, and then people just got on their own, their own shtick and they just said, well, I can, and I've got a signed dining, dining. I'm just going to come in and eat when I feel like it, but yeah. that's not how it works. And like you said, then you do the anytime or the my time or the my choice or the, sure. you know, whatever you want. Yeah. But, well, uh, if you want to check out this full story, go to cruiseradio.net. We have a lot of reaction on the, uh, in the comments there as well. Moving I on bet. here, uh, a couple of cruise lines announced late last week that they too will be heading to Cuba. Uh, which cruise lines are we seeing and which ships did they say? The other ones, of course, are Royal Caribbean, the Empress of the Seas and Norwegian Cruise Lines, much anticipated Norwegian Sky will also begin cruises to Cuba from Miami. And then we have Oceana, the Oceana Marina. She's getting ready for the first departure on March 7th, and we'll do uh, several back and forth from Miami to Cuba. For example, uh, Oceana Marina only has three months to do it, it looks like, from what it said. And uh, the Sky and Royal Caribbean, it's confined to an even smaller date. It's going to be interesting to see how they all comply with the um, with our government's people to people program. You know, they st- you still can't jump off the ship and go to the beach. Mm-hmm. You have to learn about Cuba's history, its art, its culture, and participate in those type of shore excursion activities. So it's interesting. This next talking point, Sherry, such a cool holiday story. A cruise line stopped in a Caribbean island and donated lots of Christmas gifts to the kids. This is really nice. And it's been going on for for a little while now, several years, actually. It's sponsored by the Florida Caribbean Cruise Association, and they provide the presents. And this particular event that was uh, brought to our attention took place in St. Kitts when the Celebrity Eclipse handed out gifts uh, last week to all the children that showed up. And the event uh, took place at Independence Square, and some kids, you know, they were excited, and some apparently were a little bit hesitant to meet Santa Claus. <laughs> but uh, Santa did talk to all the kids and encourage them to stay on their best behavior. It's it's very cute. It's nice. You know, it's it's good to give back because there's at least 40 destinations that participate in, in this program, and you know, these are popular ports, and it's great for their economy, and it's great for the passengers, so the cruise lines, with their, you know, they've got some extra funds. They can help the kids that are underprivileged or needy and that might not receive a toy for the holidays. Such a cool story. Uh, last but not least, Norwegian Cruise Line announces 2018-2019 itineraries already? It was, 2019. It's like three years from now. This is hilarious. But, you know, that's when you get the best deals is when the new deployment is announced. So, you know, if you're thinking of it, it's the time. And uh, the highlights include, as we just talked about earlier, the Norwegian Escape will be leaving Miami and home porting in New York in 18. And she'll be sailing uh, to the Caribbean and Bermuda. The Norwegian Breakaway is going to head over to Scandinavia and Russia from a new home port in Copenhagen. And there will be a total of three ships from Norwegian that will cruise Alaska in June of 2018. Um, The Bliss, which will be new at that point, the Norwegian Pearl, and the Norwegian Sun, which sometimes is here at Port Canaveral. And and this is interesting, and it's sort of a, a speculation as to where we're going with Europe cruising. In 2018, Norwegian will have five ships based in Europe, which is a lot for them. Yeah. And uh, that's including the one that's based in Copenhagen. And they will have a cruise that even goes to Iceland, which is like the hot spot 
It's fascinating to me because Norwegian Cruise Line has been building these ships port-specific, like Breakaway with the hull art of New York City, Escape with the Guy Harvey art on the front and the Jimmy Buffett theme around the ship. So uh, it's cool to see them changing things up a little bit. It does, but the Norwegian Bliss will be built for the purpose of cruising Alaska. So right. that probably means a lot of native. Maybe the hull will be, uh, you know, like Native American art on the cool. on the hull hull art also. We'll just have to stay tuned. Sherry Kennedy from CruiseMaven.com. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. See you soon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Have a question for the experts or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Craig and his wife just returned from a four-night sailing aboard Carnival Victory out of Miami, and Craig joins us on the line this evening. What's up, Craig? Hey, Doug. How are you? Good, buddy. Before we get to Carnival Victory, let's take a step back. Give me some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to sail this four-night Bahamas cruise out of Miami on Carnival Victory? Well, we live up in the New York area, so we usually cruise out of New York, but we got such an unbelievable price on a, um, a cruise out of Miami, and the dates worked for us so well because our, our kids were off from school that week. So my wife and I actually left them with grandma and grandpa and took a well-deserved vacation, just the two of us. And so getting away uh, on the cruise down to Miami for the, you know, the rate that we were able to find, even with the flight, it made a lot of sense for us. Very cool. So uh, you make your way from Jersey down to Miami and you go to Embark Carnival Victory. How was the embarkation process for you? Piece of cake. We had faster to the fun. And I also had the earliest possible sign-in slot. I think it was 10.30 a.m. So we got there right on time, right up to the desk. Uh, and as soon as they started boarding with Faster the Fun, we were, we were on the line and, and on the ship. Took probably 45 minutes end-to-end, and that's with having to wait for them to start boarding because we got there so early. So uh, you crossed the gangway, stepped foot into Carnival Victory. What were your first impressions of the ship? It's a beautiful ship, and it, it's very nicely maintained. Coming into the atrium, it, you know, like like most carnival ships, it's really colorful and really vibrant, and um, it was great. I mean, it just had a real fun atmosphere about it. Everybody was smiling, and the ship really looked great. I, you know, considering its age, I was a little concerned that maybe it would be a little rougher around the edges, but really, it was it was in beautiful shape. 
you head to your stateroom. Uh, what kind of stateroom did you book, and what did you think of it? We had a balcony stateroom up on the 10th deck. So it was uh, a little bit forward from where we usually are in a midship, but it was a, a great stateroom, very roomy, like most carnival staterooms are, nice-sized balcony. It was not an upgraded stateroom. They're, I guess, going deck by deck and rehabbing the, uh, the, the staterooms and updating them to the new decor. This one was the original, but it was clean. It was functional. You know, the bathroom had probably seen better days, but it was clean. And so uh, it was fine. It worked great for us for the four nights, and bed was comfortable. And uh, overall, very good experience with the stateroom. I get a kick out of it. And I don't know if your cabin had it or not, but in Carnival Victory, there's those contraptions on the wall in the bathroom. Is it a blow dryer? You know, I was afraid to touch it. It looked like a vacuum cleaner <laughs> yeah, or something. I, I had no floaty. idea what it was. <laughs> I think it might have been a blow dryer, but I wasn't about yeah. to use it. I was like, what, what, what is this thing? Cool. So uh, let's talk about the uh, dining then on Carnival Victory. Of course, not a newer ship, so not a lot of dining options, but a few. So we'll start at the Lido Deck Buffet. What do you think of the food up there? We actually really were impressed with the buffet on Victory. We sailed Carnival Pride last year with our kids. And compared to the Pride, which we really liked, we thought the Victory was better. We found the food was probably a little bit better to our taste, I guess. And also, it just seemed like there were more options and they were open, it seemed like, much more often than they were on the Pride. That was one of the issues we had there was just felt like, you know, if you weren't there at peak times, everything closed down. On Victory, it just seemed like it was always open. There was always a station with something that you could go get. So we were very happy and and pleasantly surprised with how we uh, enjoyed the buffet. Now, this ship went under or underwent a fun ship 2.0 and uh, refurbishment, but it didn't get the guys in the Blue Iguana Tequila Bar, did it? Or uh, the Blue Iguana no. Cantina? <clears throat> it doesn't have hardly any of the 2.0 upgrades. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has the Alchemy Bar. It has a couple of those things. But in terms of the Lido Deck amenities and, and upgrades, it doesn't have any of them. Gotcha. Uh, how about the main dining room? What time dining did you have? We had your time dining, and that's the second time we've done that with Carnival, and it was fabulous. Our first night... When we arrived, they asked us if we wanted to sit at a table for two or if we wanted to sit with other people, and we opted to sit with a group. And, uh, you know, as, as always happens on cruises, you make friends, and, you know, we saw those folks a few times during the cruise, and one of the couples, you know, we actually had dinner the last night with because we hit it off so well. So, you know, we had kind of a combination of eating with other couples, and there were some meals that we took by ourselves as well. But in terms of waiting and all that. It was really nothing. We were pretty much seated immediately. Now, does this ship have a steakhouse on it? It does not. No? Okay. But they do offer the steakhouse selections mm-hmm. as an upcharge on the menu in the main dining room. So you can get the filet mignon or other kind of steaks and lobster tails and things like that. And the last night, I did the lobster tail for 20 bucks. It was, it was well worth it. Uh, and that's something I, I enjoy having on the cruise. Let's talk about the entertainment. What were your thoughts uh, on the entertainment on this four-night sailing? I have no idea. We didn't go to any shows. <laughs> we didn't That's do awesome. What did you do? We didn't have the kids, and we were, uh, we, we were lazy and ate too much and laid around and, and had a great time. So I can't speak to the entertainment on the ship. I do know the, the cruise director, Marcelo, was, was great, and, and everybody seemed to be having fun, but I can't speak to the show. Sorry. Okay, how about did you go to any public venues and watch any bands or anything around the ship? We saw, you know, in the Lido deck, they have the, the steel drum band guy. And in the atrium, they have some musicians play, which were, which were great. And it's always nice yeah. to sit and enjoy music and have a cocktail. 
but we didn't go to any other kind of performances. Uh, you probably didn't miss much anyways. Well, let's go right to the sea days. How were the sea days as far as feeling uh, crowded and congested? We had one sea day, and it was actually fine. Certainly, you know, it was more crowded around the pool on a sea day than it would be on a port day. But we, you know, found seating where we wanted to find seating. In fact, we commented how much available seating there was just around the ship in general. You know, pretty much every every little walkway and hallway had chairs and tables and umbrellas. And there's so many nice little places to sit down and, and chat and have a drink. So if you weren't right by the pool, I mean, there was always places to be and, and to find a chair. So we found the flow to be pretty good on the sea day, frankly, and I was expecting it to feel a lot more crowded. Are you one of those people that hang out um, at the main pool or at the aft pool? This time, without kids, we hung out at the aft pool because yeah. that was supposedly adults only. And that was, yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> Plus, they had the Serenity deck yeah. as well. So we took advantage of that, again, not having our kids with us. What ports did you hit on this four-night sailing? So there was a stop at Nassau. Mm -hmm. And in Nassau, we've been there before, as have most people that are crew. So we decided to stay on the ship and just kind of hang out by that aft pool and have some drinks and just kind of have a lazy afternoon of it. Uh, I got off the ship to take some pictures, but that's about it. And that was extremely enjoyable. The next day, we stopped at Half Moon Key. So that's Carnival's private island. Yeah. And, I mean, we were just blown away by that, Doug. It was the most beautiful beach I'd ever been to in my life. It looked like a postcard. I couldn't stop taking pictures. The sand was like talcum powder. The water was perfect. It was 80 degrees and sunny. It was just, you couldn't have asked for a better day. It was the most enjoyable beach experience I've ever had. And um, I can't wait to go back. I would book another cruise just to go back there. You know, we have a, our, our cruise out of here out of Jacksonville. Like every other cruise stops there. And you're right. It's such an oasis. And I, I think that this sign on the, uh, the island there sums it up. It says, I could stay here forever. It's so true. Absolutely. I, you know, we were, a bunch of us were talking about, you know, they should do an overnight there just to let you have another, <laughs> another crack at the beach the next day. You know, it's just perfect. And we, we did notice something, actually. They are putting apparently a lobster shanty or something there. We saw the signage. It was kind of there. I saw the word lobster, so I kind of walked over to see if I could grab a lobster roll or something, but it wasn't quite ready. It looks like they're putting that in. Um, so at some point, we should see that. You know, I think it just opened, actually, like ah, the past day great. or two, because they sent a release out yesterday, and it's $20 per person for a Caribbean lobster lunch. So well, now we have to go back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Another reason to go back there, right? That's right. So uh, you make your way back to Port Miami. How was the disembarkation process for you? For us, we had a late flight. So we ended up trying to hang on the ship as long as we possibly could. So honestly, I don't know how it was for most people. We were, you know, kind of being kicked off the ship by the time, you know, they, <laughs> they found us. The bunch of us that were hanging out up in the top decks is trying to go unnoticed. But they, they finally made us get off the ship. So, you know, by the time we got off, it was perfectly fine. So you did self-assist, I take it? Yeah, on yeah. this one we did. Gotcha. Yep. Was the customs area fast and quick and efficient when you got off at that point? Yeah, piece of cake. I mean, yeah. we were in line for, you know, maybe a minute and a half. Oh, not And bad. out the door. Yeah, very nice. Well, uh, do you have any first-time tips you'd like to share for anyone sailing Carnival Victory? Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely say that rear pool all the way in the aft of the Lido deck is, is great. And it's a lot less crowded usually than the main pool, especially on port days. If you stay on the ship, that's a great place to be. It's right by the pizza station and they've got a bar there and they play music and you know, hot tubs, everything you could want for the whole day is right there. So we really enjoyed that space. The other thing I would say is 
there's a large deck all the way up by the funnel with really nothing on it. So there's always room to kind of lay out if you're a sun worshiper and you want a place that's kind of off the beaten path and not a lot of people. That seems like a great place to sit down on a lounger and, and spend some time. Very cool. Well, looking back over your four-night sailing, uh, what was the biggest highlight for you? For us, it would have to be Half Moon Key. I mean, I've never never seen anything like that in real life, and uh, I didn't think a beach like that could exist, but it does. <laughs> so for me, that you know, looking back, that's definitely the highlight of my trip. It's so cool. Yeah, in closing here, let me get your final thoughts of Carnival Victory. Going into it, I was kind of interested to see what victory would be like because, you know, if you had to rate it, it's probably – not one of Carnival's newest, most updated ships with all the new amenities. You know, I hate to say it would be one of their worst ships, but because there's no bad ship. But mm-hmm. I was actually really impressed with how much fun we had, how great the food was, how fun the atmosphere was. Even without a lot of the 2.0 upgrades, we had a blast. And I would definitely go on victory again. If that's, you know, if that's Carnival's worst ship, then sign me up because I'm ready to go. We've been talking with Craig. Him and his wife just returned from a four-night sailing to the Bahamas aboard a Carnival Victory out of Miami. Craig, good talking to you, man, and have a good one. Thanks, Doug. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.